Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made in Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at Divine Shirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with uh, a band that is not only you know new to me, but relatively new just in general. I think. I mean, I've heard your name uh, a number of times, kind of over the past, I don't know, six months or so, maybe maybe less, maybe more. I can't. No, time doesn't exist anymore, so uh, you know, no one really knows. But um, you have come across. I have come across your name fairly often recently, and I know that this is a relatively new project. And so I'm hoping the best way we can start this off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and then give a bit of background about what it is that you do musically. Yeah, I'm Danny or Danielle. Um, for Poodle Paddle, I do guitar and vocals, but I play a couple other instruments too. Um, and yeah, like we started this project fairly recently, like over the pandemic kind of. So we're just figuring it out still. <laughs> yeah, but the, the last few months with everything opening back up have been really fun we've been able to play lots of shows well that's why your name's been showing up a lot i guess right (laughs) yeah we've been like very active uh since we started i would say i'm dawson by the way and i play drums for poodle paddle and um yeah like we started i guess like 2020 kind of like in the summer or that's when we started jamming and then about a year later we kind of started putting like touching our toes to the water live performance and everything so this so this project has been pretty much entirely during the pandemic, right? You, you, your your whole existence as Poodle Paddle has been during this yes. sort of awful time when when people can't go to shows. Until recently, uh, it's difficult for a lot of bands to even rehearse or get together. What has that been like, sort of trying to launch something in a time when <laughs> nobody can really do much at all? I mean, it kind of worked out timing wise a little bit okay. Where we, like we started jamming when it during lockdown, kind of when lockdown was just starting to ease up a little bit. I guess you know we were able to actually see each other in person yeah um and then by the time that restrictions loosened enough where you could actually gather a little bit that was kind of when we were ready to start you know performing in front of people and so that worked out all right i would say but yeah it gave us enough time to sort of get to know each other as a band you know and start to build that chemistry is the band just the two of you or are there other members because i've seen some videos of live stuff online it looks like you have a, a more f- filled out group with you Yeah, we, well, the band is just us, like we're Poodle Paddle, and we do some shows, just the two of us, but normally if we're playing a show, we're like, let's get a bassist in, let's get steel drum, tambourine, additional guitar, like whatever. So we play with a lot of our friends a lot, and it's nice because then it kind of allows us to have like a different sound for every show to sort of match with the bands on the bill that we're playing with. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that maybe brings up another question then is, is I hate asking this question and everyone hates answering it because it's a shitty question. And especially these days where there's so many subgenres of subgenres of something core and this, you know, post this. But if someone, you know, runs into you, you haven't seen them in a while and they say, hey, I hear you're in a band. What's sort of the quick version that you give to, to describe what it is that you do? Because, I mean, having listened to you know, your single and, and some other stuff I found on YouTube, I have some ideas of what it sounds like to me. But I mean, how, how do you define it? Because there's a lot there. It's not just very obviously one genre. Yeah, it, like, it really depends, like, you know, even show to show, single to single, I feel like there's a lot of variation. So, I don't know, if, if people ask me what genre we are, I kind of throw, like, four or five at them, and, like, we're somewhere in between there. So, you know, like, punk is definitely in there, but, like, indie rock, tree pop is one, like, it's definitely an influence of ours, and we do love covers of, like, tree pop songs. Some of our other, like, recordings, aside from the single we have released, is, like, very, very, I don't know, more, like, pop, very soft, you know, compared to what you know a lot of people have seen from us so yeah. is that i mean do you do you both agree with that sort of uh nebulous I mean, definition yeah like if someone asks me you know what kind of music do you play i usually just say like punk rock indie i don't know but there is like a lot more to it than that for sure but definitely like twee pop goth rock surf I don't know, hardcore a little bit. We scream a yeah. lot. Yeah, we yeah. whisper a lot. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of um all all about like the juxtaposition between like really hard music and really soft music. So that's like where the poodle paddle comes from because we're like cute and fluffy but also like uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was thinking about this when I was listening to to your single too is that I mean I might be stuck in a, in a former era where I'm trying to pin everything down by genre because I think we're in an age now where it's a lot more sort of accepted and even welcomed to be so fluid as far as what kind of stuff you're playing and what kind of music you're you're taking in and you're putting out there. I mean, I haven't played in a band in probably 15 years myself and, and back then it was definitely more important to be, oh, we're this kind, we're a hardcore band or we're a punk band or we're a metal band or whatever and, and, and then all the little subgenres within that. But now it just seems like because everyone has access to all of history's recorded music at the touch of a button. Like, do you think those distinctions maybe aren't as important in today's world? I would personally say so. I mean, yeah, like for us, you know, I, I don't really like to try to fit us into a genre because really like it changes a lot. It's changed over the course of our band. It used to be, we had a phase where we were like a lot more hardcore. Uh, now we've had phases where we're just, yeah, kind of more pop almost. And, uh, and then it changes like, coming back to like, you know, how we have different members at every show, kind of like it changes show to show. So, and I mean, that's given us the opportunity also to be able to like play shows with Hopscotch Battle Scars and Printport, but then also play shows with bands like Jamboree, Marion. So, you know, really like sticking our fingers into different scenes and that sort of thing. Do you think that you, I mean, is that kind of what you want to do going forward too, is to, to be, to be able to sort of traverse between different scenes and, and, and sort of alter your show depending on who you're playing with? Yeah, I really like the diversity. And a lot of people say, like, going to a Poodle Paddle show, they never know what to expect. They never know what it's going to sound like. And I, I love that. I think it's really exciting. And that was kind of why I didn't want to, like, actually release any music for a long time. Because I'm like, I don't want them to know what they're getting, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like, it's, it's really nice being kind of versatile enough to play with, you know, all of our favorite bands in Winnipeg. Like, it's like, okay i see your sound and we can do something complimentary for like 
whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. You just tweak it a little bit because you're not, you're obviously not changing the style a hundred percent to fit in with the show, but you have enough different things, kind of different elements in there that you can, you know, push it a little bit one way or the other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
one of the things I like to try and do uh, over the course of doing the show is I always want to try and place people in my head as far as where they sort of exist within the local music scene. So were there certain bands that the two of you were really into, you know, coming up when you first started going to shows or maybe even bands now that you kind of feel are, are very, um, not necessarily influential, but important to you uh, from the local community that, that you kind of see as, as something that um, maybe made you want to get into this and made you want to start playing shows? Um, for me, like we both moved to Winnipeg, both Dawson and I in like 2019. Okay. So, so you're like, still fresh. You're still, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're spring chickens. Um, and in 2019, I saw a Marin show and was like, oh my God, I love that. And um, yeah, like it's kind of been a dream to play with them. I mean, at that point I wasn't even really playing guitar seriously or in a band and um, at our last show they opened for us. So cool kind of a full circle moment but yeah like for me love Marin love Paige Drobot um and Hopscotch Battle Scars too like all of our first shows we played with them too so we're kind of you know sister Sister bands kind of yeah it was it's very fun I think that's where I first heard of you actually is because I I kind of randomly stumbled upon Hopscotch Battle Scars and I I love it like they're so good and it just seemed like yeah your name was coming up a lot sort of on on things about shows they were doing and stuff so yeah I think that's where I first kind of clued into who you were but yeah great band yeah Um, yeah for me personally I grew up a little bit closer to my pig than Danny and so I've been coming to shows and stuff in the city for a while um and also a lot of like folk fests and yeah. so a lot of i don't know my local influences were like bands like sweet alibi um that are literally like white horse um bands like that and then since i've moved to the city um i have to agree like marin and i don't know a lot of like those sort of like the, the indie rock bands are just yeah really inspiring like really sort of what i wanted to like emulate when i was first starting a band you know yeah and, i i also really love virgo rising i forgot to mention them they have such like a soft beautiful sound yeah they're very yeah. good for sure jaywood too um, yeah jaywood yeah, jaywood's great yeah yeah jaywood yeah, is actually um my mentor like over the pandemic through manitoba music so i got to like meet him and chat and like he like helped me a lot with like figuring out kind of how to start the band and take it a bit more seriously so yeah we yeah. definitely owe a lot to a lot of people in the scene that's awesome yeah and then those are i mean all the names you're mentioning too are all, are all bands that are doing something i think uh relatively unique too right i mean uh, like hopscotch battle scars for example is is doing another band that has a very kind of um shifting sound i mean you could put them in the hardcore uh category but they also do much more extreme stuff than hardcore and and, and yeah. jaywood is kind of uh you know floating between genres as well and and, and marin as well so yeah I, I can see why some of those maybe appeal to you yeah, I think we've been inspired by bands that also kind of don't don't necessarily care about genre and just, yeah, just kind of want to create what they want to create. And I think that's definitely shown up for us as well. So as newcomers, I guess, relative newcomers to the Winnipeg music scene, what has it been, have you felt... Um, I guess, acceptance from the community. That's something I always wonder about because, I mean, you know, I, I, I've i been in Winnipeg my whole life. I started playing in bands when I was 12 in, like, 95. And so, I mean... Um, my, everyone I know is a local musician. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. the, the idea of being accepted in the local music scene, it, it w- was never a thing. I just, I've just kind of born into it. Right. But what is it like as an outsider, I guess, coming in here? And I mean, Winnipeg, I don't know whether it had a reputation or not from as a, as a music city from where you were coming from or, or what you thought of it, but was it easy to kind of get into the, the scene and, and sort of feel welcomed? It's interesting. Cause I feel like, like our first show ever was a house show 
And there was like a decent number of people. And I feel like we kind of made our own scene just with like kids from the university and queer kids from around the city. Like we played our show and we're kind of hanging out and partying after and we're like, okay, who all here is gay? And like yeah. everybody raised their hand. And it's like, we kind of um, last summer sort of created this scene just out yeah. of like our friends. Okay. And then being able to like, you know, go to venues where there's like not necessarily a regular crowd that shows up, but we still have like our crowd of like 20 people who kind of show up and are super sweet. And being able to kind of like take that everywhere we go has just been like super amazing because then we're like happy no matter where we are. But um, yeah, it's it's been fun getting to know everybody in the Winnipeg music scene. And yeah, yeah, I I don't know. It's It's like very... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, we've never had that like scary, like yeah. jumping out into like this unknown thing because we've always had like a little little crew with us. So yeah, that's great. That's been nice. That's great. Yeah. I have a, I like kind of, oh, like part of me always wanted to be part of the Winnipeg music scene. I didn't necessarily know what it was, but I was like hoping, you know, as a drummer that one day I'd make my way. And um, I don't know, like it's it kind of just happened really quickly, like over the course of playing shows and stuff. Like I went from not really knowing anybody who was in a band to now kind of the same as you where I feel like most of my friends are in bands and uh, like everybody knows somebody else who's in a band yeah 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 and the good thing about that too is I, I feel like uh you know the music scene is so incestuous too where everyone is in yeah. each other's bands at some point or, or has played a show with each other that it's sort of just like the community just develops pretty quickly around that because you all have like one degree of separation from each other even even successful yeah. popular bands you know there's probably some guy who played guitar on one of their records who is in some band playing opening for you know some basement band in in a bar that you never heard of until today right so yeah yeah, yeah. especially when we have like two or so new people coming and playing with us you know almost every show <laughs> yeah of course of course yeah, yeah. So is that, that that idea of having uh, having your friends come in and join in on, on whatever instruments, is that sort of, do you plan that ahead of time? Or is it sort of an open thing where you know someone's probably going to show up on stage with like a tambourine or whatever? Okay, tambourine, uh, we kind of know someone's just going to show okay, up. But that, like for, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like for bass and like additional guitar. Yeah, we, we you need to rehearse with yeah. our friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a revolving group of people that you sort of work with for that though? Or is it, I mean, do you keep it sort of fairly open as far as, you know, oh, you, someone might show up and say, hey, I play bass and you can bring them in? I think it kind of depends on the show. Like if it's a funkier yeah. show, we'll try to find a funkier bassist. And if it's a more heavy show, we find a heavier yeah. guitarist and stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, sometimes like we have a show coming up and we're like asked a bunch of our friends and no one can join us so then we just post online like does anybody want to play with us and, and we always get like people we yeah. have connected <laughs> we with such wonderful people yeah really amazing yeah, That's yeah it's great how people just in winnipeg want to people see that in winnipeg and they're like hell yeah i'll play a show with this band <laughs> <laughs> i'll go and practice with them two or three times and yeah. go on stage <laughs> i think part of that might be because of the pandemic too right everyone's been so deprived of being able to go to shows or play shows that now you just want to take whatever opportunity there is because because you can finally get back out there and a lot of people are, are craving it i think yeah sure. yeah so you have at the time we're recording this anyway you have one single out um what is, what is the plan going forward? Is this, are you putting, are you going to be putting out uh, any kind of a longer release? Like, are you, are you doing just doing singles? Do you have a plan uh, as far as releasing music goes? We have, we, um, oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, so yeah, we have another single that we're planning to release uh, hopefully pretty soon. And then we have um, sort of like one or two other songs also recorded and we're planning, uh, yeah, hopefully like releasing the beat. Um, I'm not exactly sure when, but uh, 
maybe in the fall, you know, early next year. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we're just like kind of seeing where the process takes us. You know, we're not really rushing things, I would say. <laughs> Well, and that makes sense, right? Because you're you're still uh, again fairly new. I mean, I know 2019 uh, or 2020 sounds like a not that, a long time ago now, but because there's been no shows for for most of that time, it, it, you're still fairly fairly new to the whole thing, right? So, I mean, um,
I guess this kind of relates to what I was talking about earlier about sort of the way music is consumed now and everyone has access to everything and what is your idea of how to release music in 2022? I mean, and the reason I ask this is because like, I'm, I'm old, I'm almost 40. I listen to physical media pretty much exclusively. I had to dig around to find your song because I don't use Spotify or Apple music or any of that stuff. But I, I know that I'm in the minority and I know that most people are, are completely plugged into all those streaming services. And for a lot of that stuff, the, the key is, is singles over, over EPs or over albums because of the way that music is just listened to. Like, does that yeah. come into any, do you, do you think about that when it comes to releasing music? Like uh, the idea of, is someone going to sit and listen to a whole EP or who's going to be finding this? Like, is that part of the decision-making at this point or are you just happy to release whatever? Uh, to be honest, I don't think too much about anything but um no no, well i don't know like with the ep that we're planning it's like i want there to be a cohesive flow when you're like sitting down and listening like the one that we have right now that we want to release in winter it's like winter depression vibe you know want it to be like a really moody thing um and then just for our singles like releasing the things that we're the most proud of but um yeah i definitely like I, I don't think I have like the best grasp on like recording things like it feels weird to me to have like our songs kind of be like a object that like is unchanging and like is out there on the internet for yeah. anyone to see at any time always the yeah. same like a product like that because I don't know I love live performance and like that aspect of music so much so yeah I, I think we're, we're definitely more naturally a live band and but you know, it's also kind of exciting to try and figure out how to best capture that, I suppose. And I think, yeah. I mean, both of us, both of us, I think, are like people who listen to full albums and stuff. And I think we both definitely both want to, yeah, like release an EP at least, uh, or, you know, eventually down the line, an album that really, like Danny said, has a, a flow and a mood. And yeah, it's really cohesive. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that too, because I, I, as someone who also sits down and listens to something back to front, it, it's nice to have have records that that do have that flow, because it seems like it's becoming more rare because everything is kind of taken into pieces and and listened to yeah. individually. So, yeah, that's it's good, <laughs> always good to hear. I guess you could become one of those like Grateful Dead type bands where you just re- record every live show you do and then release them all. Yeah. <laughs> then you have that, would be, <laughs> that would be ideal. We need yeah. someone to record our live shows. Well, because we put um almost like album level thought into each of our set lists we're like we're gonna start out with this kind of emotion and then it's got to have like a really cohesive flow and like emotional roller coaster throughout the set because with a band like us where we kind of go from soft to hard it's yeah. like how can you do that in an elegant way where like as somebody who's like in the crowd dancing you're just like dancing the whole time and not not like taken off of guard and like shook unless we like want to shock you you know what i right. mean no you don't want it to be suddenly jarring and switch to something really heavy after they've been enjoying the, the twee stuff for, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I do that... like a little bit of jarring. But uh, of like, course, yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, like a little bit. Control, but... <laughs> control jarring. <laughs> so is there is there like a, a significant amount of planning that goes into that before every show? Yeah, we oh. like always sit down and, I don't know, we decide to like pick out, usually like we start out with like 10 to 12 songs kind of that were like, this would be a good vibe for the venue and everything the other bands are playing with. And then we kind of sit down and talk about like what the order of the show is going to be, like which songs lead nicely into the other, and then we think a little bit about sort of the conclusions and openings and that sort of thing. So, and then of course, like the yeah, the hard and the soft. That's kind of always the big question: is like how do we go into this sort of like hardcore, whatever punk music that we do from 
the really soft <laughs> sort of Danny singing super lightly, light little drums. Yeah. Is it is it difficult to go? Uh, I mean, maybe this is a question uh, as far as far as vocals are concerned. Is is it difficult to go from the soft singing to, to screaming <laughs> and then back? Like, is it? Do you have to? Because I've been in bands where I was screaming. But there was no soft yeah. singing. It was just all screaming. So I can handle that part. But it seems like it would be tricky to kind of get yourself into the, maybe not the headspace, maybe not isn't the right word, but like get your voice able to, to, to shift back and forth like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I kind of used to have more of a hard time with it. Like if we were doing heavier songs, I might like totally scratch my throat before like going back into the soft things. And then that's hard. But um, I've been trying to get better at vocals. And at this point, like, it's something that's easy and feels really natural and really fun for me to play with too. Like when we um, play our single, who you really are live. Like I love going from like the ah, like disco chorus into like just screaming and like watching everybody in the audience be like, Oh, we're doing this now. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might be is a good, good definition of if you're trying to find a genre, your genre is we're doing this now. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so if people want to find you online, I mean, I know you, you just have, you don't have a lot of stuff out right now. I mean, at the time we're recording, this is just the one single, but what's the best way to sort of keep in touch with what you're doing as far as shows and to hear, you know, new music when it comes out and stay on top of things as far as what Poodle Paddle is up to. Like, definitely our Instagram is like the most like active thing. We are, that's where we mostly post things. We talk about all our shows, um, little videos and like when we lose music, that's where we tend to announce it. So yeah, that's like the best place to keep up with those, I would say. Yeah, with events and stuff. If you want to see like embarrassing videos from our first show, that's on our YouTube. I watched so, oh, yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. didn't know what we were doing then. But... <laughs> Where was that show? Like, what, what, what? Danny's like, backyard. Was... Oh, that was a backyard show. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how, how yeah did... That was our very first. How did that go over? I mean, like, I, I do, I have had backyard shows in my house a lot too. Well, I haven't recently because of COVID, but uh, it's always like really chill stuff. But I mean, some of the songs you guys were doing in the videos <laughs> are significantly yeah. louder. And like, how did that go over with the neighbors? Actually, I invited my neighbors, and like one of them came with her son, nice. and um, like she was living for it and like after <laughs> after we were done hopscotch battle scars played and her yeah. she was like head banging nice. there and stuff and she's like the sweetest lady with like the most beautiful garden on the block so it means a lot that she would come <laughs> yeah she but, like watermelon for everybody <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. just the best yeah no i i have pretty great neighbors so um <laughs> although the last house show we did um my other neighbor was like my son's studying for an exam and i was like oh okay <laughs> And then we just brought everything down into the basement and it's soundproof enough. So fine <laughs> after that. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely a fan of house shows. I think that like, uh, I think a lot of people are after kind of the past two and a half years of everyone being sort of locked down and uncomfortable around each other and everything, having that kind of small intimate um, venue to, to, to watch a show is, is maybe a little bit more, a little less terrifying, <laughs> I guess, coming out of COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess that I guess that works well for what you were saying earlier about having that sort of twenty person, you know, group of people who who go to your shows and who are sort of this own little scene you've made up. Uh, just you know, from starting out, that seems like a, a great way for them to to check you out too, because it's you know it's you and your friends and you're doing this little casual, small, intimate show. Yeah, yeah. we never we never would have really got to venues if we hadn't just thrown our own shows, you know, in Danny's backyard. In my living room, we did a show, and then we went back to Danny's backyard, and that's sort of yeah how we made new friends and like made new musician friends, found people to play with us, 
found other bands and then yeah eventually we were able to sort of take that to the handsome daughter right on well it's it's, it's good to see because i mean i think that um one of my biggest sort of beefs as an old person (laughs) about the uh about the the way music is and and a lot of uh, bands are these days is that a lot of people seem to be sort of skipping the what I feel are the really important DIY punk rock steps to becoming a band. And they're, they're just going out and like, you know, getting banners printed and, and like they're, everything's all professional and polished and they haven't even practiced yet. And I mean, like, I think that they going through that, that route of, of doing the, the house shows and the basement shows to five people and all that stuff. And, and the DIY aspect of it, I think is really the best way for a band to, to, to get to the next level and get shows and meet people and get it kind of integrated into the scene. So I'm glad to hear you doing that. And that, that kind of DIY spirit still exists because, uh, you know, it's easy to feel like it doesn't when you see sort of polished, very polished internet presences uh, of new bands that, and it seems like they're, they've skipped those fundamental steps, you know? Yeah, no, I wouldn't trade the like DIY spirit for anything. Like we're, in Dawson's garage, spray painting panties for merch. <laughs> We're like posting silly looking poodles on the Instagram just for fun. Like it's not very polished, but I, I, we just want to, you know, have fun and, um, like make people laugh. I mean, we're entertainers. I'm a little bit of a clown. Like I don't need to <laughs> you seriously, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, that's yeah, awesome. It's nice to be approachable. Yeah. For sure. I'm a, and that, that's good. I, th- I think that's, um, especially in, in an era where, and I feel like the whole time I've been talking about like, oh, these days things are different. But I mean, you know, because of things like Instagram and everything, you do need to be, you don't need to be, but there is an expectation that you are sort of personable and, and open and yourself sort of online as well as that shows. So, I mean, having that kind of attitude, I think is probably the best way to go. 